This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. On November 8th at Holy Trinity, the Reverend Doug Ousley, our honorary assisting priest, preached beautifully at all of the services. If you watch the video from 11 a.m. or 6 p.m., you can hear his very good sermon on waiting and being prepared. Today's Gospel from Matthew 25, 1-13 includes Jesus telling a story that would have made perfect sense to his audience. A wedding in ancient Palestine involved traveling around from house to house, and so the bridegroom and his party might visit a number of places before coming to their final destination, where the bride and her company would be waiting. The bridesmaids who were waiting should have had enough oil in their lamps for any possible delay, since weddings then as now are almost always delayed. But when the groom's party appears, half the bridesmaids are ready, and the other half are caught off guard. They don't have enough oil, they're left in the dark, and not able to be helpful. Jesus tells this story to instruct his followers and us about the nature of waiting. Uh, Matthew tells his early Christian community this story in an effort to say to them, don't just gaze off into heaven and wait for Jesus to come again. There's work to be done. There's love to be shared. There's bread to be broken. The kingdom of God is like a wedding feast that welcomes all. It's like a party. But if your waiting slows you down to the present, you might just miss all the fun. Sometimes we have to wait. When we're young, we wait to grow. When we're sick, we wait for healing. And when we're overwhelmed, we wait for the clouds to scatter. But faithful waiting can be done anytime. Faithful waiting includes at least three things, I think. Um, it includes prayer, leaning on others, and acting with faith. Faithful waiting includes prayer. The gospel suggests we fill our lamps. Uh, we do that by preparing ourselves with prayer and study of the things of God so that we know scripture, so that we have a few prayers on reserve. They sustain us like good oil in an old lamp. Second, faithful waiting includes leaning on others. We can prepare ourselves by meeting the risen Christ when we serve the poor and when we serve by their side. We can prepare ourselves for the future by sacrificial giving, both of our time, our talents, and our money. We prepare ourselves with the simple stuff of bread and wine, the bread and wine turned into bread of heaven and cup of salvation. And thirdly, we prepare for the future with faithful waiting by acting with faith. Maybe we say to ourselves, we're waiting for the pandemic to be over, and Lord knows we all are. Some of us have been waiting for new leaders in Washington, and we're finally on the verge of that really happening. Um, and so, to, to some extent, our waiting now needs to bear fruit. It's time for us to act and to serve and to move. Um, we prepare for the future feast of God by savoring each day as a gift, by taking each new day as an extraordinary morsel of food and letting it rest on the tongue, letting each day be tasted and smelled and touched and loved and shared and enjoyed. 
Sometimes we have to wait, but other times we're urged into faithful action. But in both cases, and especially in the middle, when life requires a little bit of waiting and a little bit of acting, may we always be sustained by the words of the psalmist in Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is good, happy and blessed are those who put their trust in God. May we wait with trust and always be prepared. Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that having this hope we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. On Sunday at the Offertory, the Holy Trinity Choir sang the well-known piece by George Friedrich Handel, Lift Up Your Heads. It's from Handel's Messiah. But often we hear it with a large crowd, with an organ or with strings. Today, the Holy Trinity Choir was just eight voices, all wearing masks, and the choir director, Cleveland Kirsch, and Cleveland accompanied them on piano. And so listen to this intimate and very beautiful rendition of Handel's Lift Up Your Heads.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.